Before we begin, a quick warning. This episode contains discussions of domestic violence. Listener discretion is advised. A tragedy early this morning. A mother and her infant son gunned down. As Biloxi police are called to the 2400 block of South Shore Drive to find a mother and her estranged boyfriend dead on the scene. She answered and said, I just killed your fucking daughter. In a horrific act of domestic violence. In this series, we tell Kelly's story. She loved, 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 loved her children. Dig deeper into the relationship between Kelly Mornay and her ex-boyfriend, Byron Johnson. And we speak with her family about her decision to leave and how it ended in tragedy. This is a dangerous decision. In 2018, Kelly was going through a period of change. Her relationship with Aliano and Dio's father wasn't working out romantically, and she was looking for a fresh start. The two parents remained friends, but Kelly made the decision to leave Utah and head south to Mississippi. Kelly, originally from New Orleans, had family on the coast of Mississippi, including her mother, Renata. So Kelly and her boys packed up and made the move. No one could have known it was this move that would lead her to her killer. Kelly and her boys found an apartment in Gulfport and were all set to begin their new life together in Mississippi. It wasn't long, though, before the family met a helpful new neighbor. She met him when she moved in, and he was just this nice guy who just wanted to help her with everything you know he he just charmed her from day one i mean day one the two would often hang out sometimes sharing cocktails on kelly's balcony that overlooked the water or barbecuing together with kelly's children he started cooking for them and barbecuing and he started building this relationship with the kids and even with her because she he was fun and he was funny but the relationship quickly outgrew just being neighborly Kelly decided to introduce him to her family, and he managed to charm everyone. Next thing I knew, you know, she started bringing him around, and we all loved him. He was hilarious. I mean, just funny as heck, because all he would talk about was how much he loved our daughter and how much he wanted to marry her, And I mean, but it was sudden. Like, he wanted that relationship so fast and so... God, how can I explain it? Like, he was... It was... It was so unusual, but it was also charming in a sense, you know? So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Me, my mom, I think even Jake, we was like, oh, wow, you know, maybe she did find the right guy, you know? But the feeling that Byron was the right guy didn't last long. Renata started noticing a change in Kelly's behavior not long after her relationship began. All of a sudden, I started seeing a change in her, and I'm like, what is going on? You know, it just seemed like she was drinking a lot more and... Like, every time I would go over to her house, I could, like, smell alcohol. And I was like, have you been drinking? And she's like, oh, you know, I just had a shot. Yeah, and then they started <laughs> they started collecting all these bottles, like, like pretty liquor bottles. Renata saw those changes in her daughter, but she had no idea Kelly was in an abusive relationship. Then came the arrest we told you about in the last episode. Kelly was arrested for domestic violence simple assault in February of 2020. But the story Kelly told was much different. She says Byron attacked her, then tried to accuse her of being the aggressor. We have no idea why they arrested her, you know, but 
he made it seem like she was the aggressor is what he did. He called the police. She was hiding and he called the police because she got away from him and she was hiding from him. And then he called the police and said that she was the aggressor. So to save herself, you know, but he had her phone so she couldn't call the police because he had taken her phone from her that night. It's during Kelly's short stay in the Harrison County Jail that she finds out she's pregnant with Byron's baby. She shares this news with her family, along with opening up about previous issues she's had with Byron. This incident on February 26th wasn't the first. For Kelly, this seems to be the final straw, and she makes the decision to move out of her unit in the apartment complex where Byron also lived. She moved out of the apartment and she came to stay with us, her and the boys. And we were definitely afraid, like, he was going to come over here. We were. I'm, anybody that can do something that violent, we were worried that he was going to come over here and try to do something here, you know. So, but they moved in with us, and then she found another place. She found an apartment, you know, a house. She actually found a house in Gulfport. Kelly found a house to rent in Gulfport, moved in with her boys, and decided she was going to keep the baby. She'd also cut contact with Byron. Although initially concerned about Kelly's pregnancy, the family comes around and is so excited about welcoming a new member. By all accounts, life is moving on for Kelly and for her family. She moved into the house. Um, she decided she was going to keep the baby, which none of us were in agreement with. But at some point, I got, you know, hey, it's her life, you know. And so I was then accepting. And I was like, okay, we're going to have another baby. I'm a grandmother. I love all my grandbabies. So I'm going to love this baby just as much as I love. I don't, you know, that's my daughter's child. So we were then got excited about the baby. Um, and just kind of started moving on with life. Like, okay, we're going to have another baby. And, you know, you've moved into another place. You know, you don't have anything to do with him. She's not having anything to do with him. And then we found out that he was going back over to the house, the new house. And that's when I just basically told her, I said, Kelly, I will not entertain this at all. I'm sorry. And she's like, we're not together. I told Byron, I do not want to be with him. You know, but I will allow him to be a part of his child's life. Fine, whatever. So she wasn't. The entire time she was pregnant, she was not with Byron. Kelly and Byron weren't together romantically, but he continued coming to her house, bringing money, gifts, and baby items. Love bombing. Now I know that's what it is. It's love bombing. So he's love bombing her to death. He's giving, bringing her stuff for her boys, the older boys, you know, buying them tennis shoes. I mean, he is really packing it on thick the whole time she's pregnant. But she stuck to her ground. And she was like, we're not getting back together. It's not going to happen, you know. He was <laughs> amazingly just cooperative with the whole idea of it. Like, okay, that's fine. You know, I understand you don't want to be with me, but that's my baby and, you know, I'm going to be here for my kid. Renata didn't agree with Kelly letting Byron back into her life, but she respected her daughter's decision. I wasn't too excited about it, but whatever, you know, this is what you want to do. So you want him to be involved. In her mind, he had the right to be involved. Over time, though, things progressed from allowing him to come over and drop off gifts to allowing him to accompany her to doctor's appointments and even attend the baby shower. He came to the baby shower, which was the last event before the baby was born. And she was like, Mom, I know you're going to be mad, but I'm going to invite Byron to the baby shower. And I was like, whatever, whatever. All the pictures is like they're this one big happy family. And I just always like, 
something about him after that first night, that first incident, or the first incident that we knew of. I never, ever really trusted him again. Like, there's something about him that just could And he could never look me in the eyes. Like, he never would look me straight in my eyes. Things were fine at the baby shower, and Kelly decided to allow Byron to come to the hospital the night Briggs was born. According to Renata, the birth of Bricks was seamless, even with Byron there. Bricks was born on Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. He was there that night. It was a very joyous night, I will say. You know, I think that was probably the night where I started feeling just a little bit more comfortable with him. Just a little, not a lot, you know, but I saw the joy in his face. You know, I have a video of everything and I still watch it sometimes. Um... I saw the joy in her face. You know, we were all excited. It was very, it was a very beautiful moment. And um, so they went home with the baby. October in Mississippi doesn't bring the fall weather one might expect for that time of year. In fact, it rarely dips below 60 degrees. October also falls within hurricane season. It's just after the peak months of August and September, but storms can still form. And one did, just six days after Bricks was born. Hurricane Zeta was a Category 3 storm when it made landfall in southeast Louisiana, and it hit the coast harder than expected. Mississippi was on what we call the dirty side of the storm, meaning to the right of the eye where the worst of the weather occurs. The weather was bad that night, I remember. I was sitting at WLOX's anchor desk trying to get out important information to our viewers. Like our meteorologist told us, this is a very fast moving storm. So I think last time I checked, it was moving at about 25 miles per hour, which is really fast for a hurricane or a system like this. Many of whom had lost power. For some, it was days. For others, it was a week. And Kelly was among them. That storm gave way for Byron to act as a hero for Kelly and her children. We were all separated. We were here. I think my mom was at her apartment and Byron and Kelly were at the house with the children because now he's going to be the protector. We got a hurricane coming, so he brings over the generator, and which thankfully he did because all the power went out. We got this brand new baby, and he did. He took care of them that whole weekend. He made sure that they had power. They were able to cook. I mean, the whole nine yards. I even went over there at one point either right after the hurricane, I think it was after the hurricane hit, you know, and they still had no power. And they were all kind of camped out in Brooks's room, which was the front room, the room to the front of the house, which was right next to the kitchen. So the generator was kind of running the power for that room and for the kitchen. So they were able to still function. And um, yeah, I was like, okay, you know, maybe he means well, maybe this is the turnaround. Maybe this baby is changed, you know, changes him. I don't know. And so everything was going, seemed to be going great. You know, but Bricks is newborn. Now Bricks is one month. Bricks is two months. Bricks is three months. Everything's going smoothly. He's involved. He's contributing. Byron's help during the storm also paved the way for him to claim a permanent spot back in Kelly's life. Renata says things between the two were going well for a while, but it wasn't long until the relationship started to crumble once again. Next thing I know, now he's sleeping over again. So it's like, okay, they're back together. So I tell my husband, I said, I guess they're back together because he's starting to sleep over now. So, but so far, so good. You know, things seem to be going fine. And it wasn't shortly after that. Everything just started going crazy again. He started putting hands on her. He started beating her up. You know, started, then it went, 
extended from her to the youngest boy. He started yelling at the youngest boy, cussing him out for just dumb stuff, you know. Then Kelly would defend the youngest boy and then they would get into a fight. And I mean, it was just madness. This time, Kelly was sharing her relationship struggles with her family members. She was sharing it with me. Some of the things, not everything, but some of the things and not to the extent of where it actually went. So she would say, Byron's crazy. You know, I can't believe you're not going to believe what he did. You know, he yelled at Dio for something stupid. And so we got into it, you know, just, but she didn't take it to the extent of what it really went to. But she was letting me know somehow that something wasn't right, you know, in little bits and pieces. I was getting little bits and pieces of it. Kelly's oldest children were also starting to feel the effects of her tumultuous relationship. One time, Aliano called me and they were arguing. He's like, Mama, Mama, listen to how we're living. Listen to this. Because at that point, he wanted to go live with his dad. And he was like, this is why I want to go live with my dad. And I called her phone because he called me from his phone. I mean, they're screaming and hollering at each other in the background. So I called her phone. And I was like, what in the world is going on over there? And she's like, I'm freaking going crazy. And don't worry, I called the police. He's about to get out of my house, you know, and just stuff like that. So he did. He left. The police came. He left. So that was that. For the second time, Kelly cuts things off romantically with Byron and makes a move away from him. She moves her and her boys from Gulfport to Biloxi into a house only four minutes away from Robert and Renata. Not only that, she also goes to court for custody of her baby. In the meantime, of all, through all this, she's going to court trying to get custody of Brooks because she wanted full custody of her son because she knew in her mind that she was telling me this. She was like... I am not going to ever give him the opportunity to take this baby away from me. She's like, so I want to make sure I get custody of my son. There's that lawyer in her. You know what I mean? Again, like she was, she, she did everything she needed to do to make that happen. And she was so proud when she got it done. She actually texted me a picture of the court order that she had full custody of Bruce. And she's like, he signed the papers, Mom. Look at this. And I was like, oh, thank God, you know. Kelly was thriving in her new home, no longer burdened by her old relationship. She still allowed Byron to see their child, but she made it clear the relationship was over. She had a new lease on life, and she was taking full advantage. Her whole aura was changing. Like, you know, she was in a better place, and she had finished real estate school, and she didn't want to do the fighting anymore. And she was just like expressing that over and over and over to him. You know, like, if this is what you're going to come here to do, I don't come to my house. You know, like, you can come and see your son, but if you're going to come here and do this, don't come here. Kelly was setting boundaries and Byron kept overstepping them. At this point in the early months of 2021, Byron is making every excuse to show up to Kelly's house. So he was slowly starting to see that he was losing, one, her interest to control. So then he would start basically just showing up. Renata would find out after Kelly died through reading her own personal journals how bad things would get when Byron randomly showed up. Kelly documented instances of both physical and verbal abuse at the hands of Byron. His behavior was escalating, and in May of 2021, he did something no one expected. She was in the house cooking dinner, and she hears a lawnmower, and she's like, what? So she goes outside and she's like, she opens the front door and he's out there cutting the grass. She's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm cutting your grass. She was like, oh, well, you didn't need to do that because the landlord was going to have the grass cut like he had been doing, you know. So then he came in the house that night and something transpired. Words. 
Maybe, I don't know what it all was. You know, maybe you don't need to cut my grass. Don't, don't just show up over here, whatever it was. So that's the night that he beat her up and took the baby. May 24th, just two weeks before he killed both Kelly and Bricks. In the next episode, we go back to the day Bricks was kidnapped, a day where Kelly Renata and Biloxi police heard Byron threaten to kill himself and the baby. That's next on A Dangerous Decision.